This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today, Biden follows through on his promise to cancel student loan debt. Uh, Big wins for school boards in Texas and Florida and big tech continues to crack down on the evil crisis pregnancy centers. Of course, the evil crisis pregnancy centers. We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I am joined today by Elijah Schaefer, host of Slightly Offensive, which I would actually deem as greatly offensive. It is. It is so offensive. We even had a live stream last night get pulled because we're, the slightly part is getting removed a little bit and it's going fully. But that's because I had Gavin <laughs> McGinnis on and oh, he's a legend. You can't say slightly offensive He can't, with he Gavin can't lie. He, he's un, he says too much truth. Yeah. <laughs> we're also joined by a pastor, Mark Driscoll. He is senior pastor of Trinity Church. And it is your first voyage on the program. No pressure. Just don't screw it up. No problem at all. <laughs> I was here years ago with Glenn, and it, I felt like I was walking into an airport. Yeah, it's a little bit like, it feels like you're in a hangar in here. It does. Except for the fact that, like, none of us can afford a jet, so. Yeah, well, not uh, under the Biden administration, <clears throat> anyway. No, no. But, um, no, it is funny because people come in here, and I, there are a lot of, I mean, even Fox News, CNN, uh, you know, major media outlets, you go to do a hit with them, and it's, it's very cramped. Yeah. It's a very small room. Everything is very uh, close together. And people walk in here and they're like, holy crap, yeah, this is it, a studio. I think you have your own zip code for the, for the studio. It's yeah. amazing. It's yeah. great. They, they filmed the Terminator here. And the only reason why they didn't make a new one is because the Terminator got lost in the building. <laughs> like, it's, it's a big place. <laughs> He's still well, looking around. You, you find him. We just uh, appreciate Glenn for uh, letting us schlubs continue to come into the building and film our programs. Um, I want to get into the news of the day. So we talked about this yesterday on the program. There was a re- report that had surfaced that said that Joe Biden was planning to forgive uh, and cancel a certain amount of student debt Today, it was officially announced that uh, Biden will cancel $10,000 in federal student loans for millions of borrowers who earn, you have to earn less than $125,000 a year individually or $250,000 for couples who file jointly. Now, Pell Grant recipients, uh, who this is like the majority of student loan borrowers, will be eligible for 20% of student loan cancellations. And uh, Pell Grants are federal, they're federal subsidies uh, given based on financial needs, typically don't have to be repaid. But uh, Biden also announced, <laughs> if that wasn't good enough, Biden also announced that he is extending the moratorium on student loan debt payments until December 31st. This, I, I can't even, I don't even remember how many times he has extended this at this point. It's been over and over and over again. Um, and you know, Interesting move to uh, forgive all of this debt uh, in the time of uh, inflation and uh, recession. Really interesting. Uh, wonder what economists 
consulted him on this, but uh, also an interesting move because you might say, I don't think Joe Biden as the president has the power to actually do this. Well, you would be correct because Nancy Pelosi even just uh, several months ago, this was in April of 2022, even admitted that the president doesn't actually have the power to forgive and cancel student debt. Uh, Let's listen to that. People think that the president of the United States is this more on the subject than you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would that has to be an act of Congress. That has to be an act of Congress. I, I got drunk just listening to that. Like, I could feel the vodka seeping out of the pores, you know, like a little vapor. It was I, like a contact drunk? Yeah, I got contact drunk from that, but I also want to say three things. Number one, the government can't forgive debt. All it can do is just tax it onto somebody Pass else. Pass it to somebody mm-hmm. else. Right. Mm-hmm. This is, this, so it's basically if you were successful and you probably got a degree that made sense, let's say you're a physician or something like that, now you're going to get punished. Not only that, but blue-collar workers are going to be punished as well. Uh, people that saved their money, that put it aside, that wanted to pay off their kids' student loans. I'm getting an Amber Alert right now. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, but I was going to say that Amber Alert's miss, something missing here. But the third thing on top of that is this is going to enable the biggest problem in our country right now, which is the the price that colleges are charging for tuition. And we're going to see the same thing happen like we saw with the electric cars, where they give the $7,500 tax credit in the Inflation Reduction Act. And then GM, was it GM and Ford? Or what, which companies raised the ticket price of their new EVs by $7,500? When you, when you offset something like this and the government says, hey, we're willing to absorb it, these private entities don't go, oh, well, thank you, Uncle Sam. Let's pass on the cost, you know, savings to the consumer. They're going to go, we're going to charge $72,000 the next year because everyone's saving ten grand on top of the current $62,000 tuition. Yeah, um, I also, I, I want to get your thoughts on this, Pastor, but um, I would like to point out, um, this is benefiting high-income Americans Yeah, I mean, most. if you're making, most people, if you're making hundred and twenty grand or two forty, two fifty mm-hmm. per household, in most places in America, maybe if you live, you know, in San Francisco or L.A., that's you know, that's just living. But most places, you're not poor. You're, you're mm-hmm. upper middle class. You're knocking on the door of a white collar life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, so there was a, a Penn Wharton budget model analysis of a blanket relief plan that was very similar. And it found that nearly 70 percent of debt forgiveness would go to the top 60 percent of Americans by income. So it's, I mean, number one, you could say, let's not reward people for financial irresponsibility, maybe. Like, don't take out the $100,000 loan uh, to get a degree in interpretive dance. Yeah, or maybe just mandate that high school kids take a class on economics and budgeting before you send them to college. Mm -hmm. And I'm a dad, so I've got five kids. And like, for those of us that started a college fund and or paying way through school. I work my way through school. I mean, you're really bummed today if you're the guy who just sent in his last payment to pay off his school loan. No, I, don't. I love that you it's, said it's that. Hard, it's hard to watch that right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you actually see people who is, are saying, hey, I'm debt free. They're going out and yeah. they're, out, they're making these programs. Like, I got over this. It's like, by the way, you sacrificed this entire year. You didn't go mm-hmm. visit your parents. Mm-hmm. You missed maybe even someone's funeral that you loved because you were trying to get control of your life. Well, guess what, buddy? 
punishment for success. That's what socialism is. That's what this continues yeah. to be. Everybody who is successful in the past is now going to get the, the, the short end of the stick. It's really sad. But it's precedent, too, for a whole generation. It's like for a couple of years to be a good citizen, go home, sit on the couch, and we'll just deposit money in your account. We won't even make you walk to the mailbox to get a check mm. and then go to the bank. And now we're going to pay off your debt. You're creating an entire generation of dependency that at some point has got to lead, make decisions, and generate revenue. And it's catastrophic for the future because character gets forged through hardship, adversity, mm -hmm. and sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And we've just decided from womb to tomb, you know, you're going to be nursing uh, on the government. And, and, and as a dad, I look at this, I'm like, who's going to be left to generate revenue to pay all of this off down the road? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also, uh, to your point, who needs a family when you have big daddy government? looking after you? Who needs parents looking after you? Who needs a family looking after you when you have big daddy government? Instead, um, I want to, uh, you pointed out, you made a, a great point about all of the people who have done this the right way, all of the fathers who have paid off all of this debt for their, you know, worked hard for their children to, to help their children, oh, and uh, they're forgotten, and they don't get any sort of benefit. They don't get any money thrown no their way. Credit, they don't, no, no tax no. credit, no no uh, debt forgiveness somewhere else, right? Maybe not student loans, but somewhere else. Maybe your, your, uh, your house, maybe your credit cards, whatever. And um, I think that that's a, a really good point. I mean, we saw, I don't think that we have this clip, but back in 2020, there was a man who approached Elizabeth Warren when she was campaigning uh, for president, which I think approximately like three people supported her, which was nice for her. But um, mm -hmm. she had someone approach her because this was, you know, her whole thing was canceling student loan debt. And he was like, what about what about us? Like, how, how can you, how far, do you want to retroactively do this? Do you want to do, do we it do for this everyone again? before? Right. It's precedent. Right, it's, exactly. It's like COVID relief money. It's like, we've now done this at some point. Somebody's going to want us to do it again. Yeah. Well, and I think I read, too, that it's only going to offset about four years before the amount of the debt will accumulate again, like I said, because of increased pricing. But also, when you look at the stats of who actually has degrees, I'm going to get these numbers a little off, but it's somewhere between, like, one-third, one-fourth of Americans have, like, a bachelor's degree, not just an associate's degree. And I think I was reading it's only 13% of Americans have a graduate degree, mm -hmm. but graduate students hold about 60% of the debt. So, <clears throat> you know, with mm -hmm. these advanced jobs and what's going out there, you know, you made a decision. You don't get into grad school easily in unless maybe affirmative action let you there, you don't get through grad school easily, you're probably not stupid. And you made the decision and you have to understand the onset and the cost. And I'm somebody whose parents gave them bad advice. I did pick up a lot of debt going to a private school. I do regret it. But you know what it's done? It's taught me financial literacy. And now I understand where my parents, you know, my, my not my, my mom, but my dad grew up, you know, very poor. Uh, he didn't understand the cost benefit analysis. And now I'm learning through payment, through consequence, that this isn't a good idea. And if we start removing the consequence of education, the actual payment or the repayment, no one's ever going to learn their lesson. It's like money to Ukraine. Well, you, what? We have 40, we have three more billion, I think, to, yeah. to Ukraine, yeah. uh, or our biggest arms deal package. And it's literally, I read today from Addison Smith from OAN to thank, thank Joe Biden today. He's been the best president Ukraine's ever had um, in general. But, but I meant we delay the consequence, and I feel really scared because at a certain point, there's not going to be any way, like you said, revenue to, to break well, the, the, the burden of the debt. eventually run out of other people's money. Yeah, and, right. and I look at it like I was the first in my family to ever go to college. Scholarships, work my way through, debt-free. As soon as my kids were born, I started a college fund and started adding to it over the course of, you know, 15, 20 years, whatever it is. 
so that when they go, and you've just disincentivized all of that, mm -hmm. and at some point, these students are gonna be parents, and they're not going to be responsible for the well-being of their own children, and so you take whatever problem you have today, and you add a zero every generation, and call it a solution, and you kick the can down the road. So my kids, who are gonna graduate debt-free, now they gotta go to work to pay for the kids mm -hmm. who are gonna pay for their debt. Yeah. And, and we call that a just, fair, equitable system. And I always say that the, the Republican Party is the daddy party, the Democrat party is the mommy party. If you want stuff, vote for mom. And if you don't feel safe, vote for dad. Well, now we've got mom. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, ugh, it's, uh, it's, it's really sad what we're doing to our younger generation, not teaching them the value of uh, being accountable and responsible for their own finances. Um, I wanna get to, I wanna switch gears here and talk uh, about the midterms. I find it very fascinating, very interesting. You know, we've heard all of this time that Joe Biden is responsible for the vaccines, right? He's he was very glad to take credit. He was credit. in the lab. Yeah, he was. Late I think. nights. Yeah, very late Literally. nights, which is it, which is very <laughs> fascinating because yeah. I don't think he sleeps. Uh, he goes to sleep probably at 5 p.m. after his senior special, but he stayed up late for those particular lab visits. Uh, you know, the media ran with it, and now all of a sudden, close to the midterms, we're hearing uh, things like this. Politico ran this piece today titled, Trump White House exerted pressure on FDA for COVID-19 emergency, uh, emergency use authorizations, House report finds. And the article goes on to say, the report documents potential influence from former White House officials regarding the FDA's decision to authorize convalescent plasma and White House attempts to block the FDA from collecting additional safety data on the COVID-19 vaccines in order to get them to the public before the 2020 presidential election. That is so nice that they are finally giving Trump credit for the vaccine uh, when they gave it to Biden for so long. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the midterms, though. That's right? not, nothing to do with the fact that they're not working the way that they wanted them nothing to Nothing to do with the fact so, that they're a complete failure and they yeah. want to pass the blame on to someone Now that the else. injections, you know, you have Jill Biden four times boosted, uh, you know, getting the injection. I think, is it the chancellor in Germany, I think, on record today saying that the, the vaccines are good because the people that get them are getting the symptoms quicker and then getting over them quicker and it takes longer for the for people without them to develop symptoms. It's crazy stuff that's being said. And it's like, now that uh, the sentiment is going, like you have DeSantis going, we were wrong, we were lied to about the, the vaccines. Now Trump, it's Trump's credit. And I, I've been criticizing Trump. That's one of my main critis uh, criticisms of him this entire time. It's literally just been, what, what were you doing, dude? Were you actually lied to? Were you duped? Because if you knew and you had an understanding, maybe you got Oxycontin, you know, it's this like, you know, opioided into like thinking that less than 1% were gonna get addicted and you got duped like the country did. But if he knew that this was going to be the outcome, that's some narcissistic stuff. He played with people's lives. I, I, I just I want to know that. I don't think he did, because I don't think if you knew that and you let it happen, you would still be going out and touting the vaccine the way that he does, because that is I mean, if you watch this program for any length of time, you know that I've been against this from the from the get go. Not just this vaccine, actually, if we want to be uh, if we want to be clear, but. I don't see him going out and continuing to push it in his yeah. in his rallies when he could just not talk about it, right? But instead he pushed it. So I feel like there is a disconnect there that he really thinks that he did this and it was good and it resulted in good things for the American people. Otherwise, why continue to push it in the rallies? What's your thoughts? Well, I think in that season, if you remember it, everything was gripped by a spirit of fear. Yeah. And if you hold that much responsibility, even if you think that you're being duped or lied to, it's like, if I'm wrong and the numbers are right, now we know they're not, millions of people are going to die and you're gonna have a massive body count. I mean, you remember 
They're talking about, you know, portable morgues and crematoriums and, and not having enough, you know, uh, oxygen. I mean, it was a it was an apocalypse. It felt like, OK, are we are we yeah. entering into the purge or not? Yeah. And, and then you realize we're not. But right. at that time, if your medical experts walk in the door and you're not a medical expert, you don't know if they've weaponized data or not. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to have the job. That's for sure. I, but in hindsight, the whole thing is catastrophic. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and I don't mean to say that, like, I absolve him from that because I do think that it was, I mean, I'm a TV host. If I knew enough to say, like, hey, we shouldn't be doing this, then probably the president of the United States should know it. So I'm not saying I disagree with your overall sentiment that, like, he made the wrong decision. I just, I don't think I it was. I just want to make sure I know if he knew. Because, yeah, like I, don't I said, think he did. you know, I, I, I'm a pro-Trump guy. I really do like him. And he's capable of making mistakes. And I remember how much pressure was yeah. on, on the community. And then I know that, you know, like Gorka has said recently, the amount of, of deep state individuals that they were forced to bring in the administration early on because mm -hmm. they couldn't fill positions because of just the pressure against them, that these establishment people were running a lot behind the scenes, which really got in the way of his agenda. And I, and I, I believe that, right? Um, even Bannon agreed with that. Anyway, I just, I need to know though, to this day with the evidence at hand, why he's not taking a strong stance using this as leverage in his campaign, saying, look, the deep state is so strong, even I was lied to, we were all lied to, DeSantis is correct, this is not the step forward, and look at these people, even with Paxlovid, even with the pill, mm -hmm. they're still getting uh, late onset, even twice in a week, Biden got, got COVID again. I don't even know if they're getting COVID, that's a whole other conspiracy, I don't even can know if they really are. Can we just call it the flu? Yeah. I mean, if people stop dying, can we just call it the flu? Because yeah. we used to have this thing called the flu, and then COVID somehow cured the flu. Yeah, the, or you just got sick. <laughs> you just got we've, sick. Remember, you just called, called sick yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't, you didn't yeah. come with COVID. You just said, "I'm right. not. I'm not I have a well. virus. I, have I don't fever. feel well. I'm not going to come in." I've got yeah, a fever. It, it could be one of 10 million viruses, but I got one. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Nusu. So, uh, those of you, we're talking about COVID. Some of you may be carrying a little bit more uh, weight, maybe from those quarantine days where you stayed inside and all you did was eat because there was nothing else to do. You got to try Nusu. They have a new weight control formula. It uses biohacking technology to curb your appetite and control all of those unwanted cravings. They've got natural ingredients, antioxidants, and uh, not only is it going to uh, for, it's going to maximize a healthy metabolism. It's also going to make sure that they're doing it safely and naturally, and you're not going to feel all jittery throughout the day. It's not like that. Uh, they've got a mood enhancing ingredient in dark chocolate to keep you from getting hangry, which I know all of you husbands will appreciate your wives not feeling hangry and lashing out at you. Not that I know from personal experience. By the way, they're going to guarantee that you lose up to three pounds on your first week or your money back. You can uh, go to nusulabs.com slash Y right now, get a free bottle with your order. If you go there, it is nusu, N-U-S-U, labs.com slash Y. Monica Colucci and Robert Alonzo, these are two candidates who were backed by Ron DeSantis and the 1776 PAC, have successfully flipped the Miami-Dade County School Board to Republican. Really uh, this is huge, you guys. I mean, I'm, did you hear me? I said Miami-Dade. This is Miami. If you think for one second that Miami is not uh, coined as a largely blue, blue uh, place, 
You'd be dead wrong. Uh, the 1776 PAC formed to combat the implementation of critical race theory in local public school uh, curriculums across the country. And uh, they successfully flipped, uh, I'm sorry, across the state, they successfully flipped school boards in Martin County, Clay County, Sarasota County, and Duval County. Um, as it turns out, Parents don't want you as a teacher thinking that you have the right to indoctrinate their children into uh, thinking that uh, they are racist if they are white, into thinking that they are oppressed if they are black. And um, it's not just in Florida. Uh, Grapevine Colleyville Independent School District here in Texas voted four to three to adopt a policy that bans the teaching of critical race theory and implements a strict review process for library books. Uh, it also instructs not to promote, require, or encourage the use of pronouns that are not aligned with the gender assigned at birth, as well as requires bathrooms to be designated for genders assigned at birth. As a dad, this is this is a mind melt. Like, like if there's a stand-up urinal, it's really not an option of who gets to use it, right? Correct. We're all very, we're all very clear on yeah, who needs I mean, to use that one. I mean, unless you shoot a jump shot, like, this is already predetermined. This is insane. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I actually right. something that kind of bothers me about this, I, I understand that, like, they have yeah. to use this language, but something that kind of bothers me about the way that this was written is that it even says the use of pronouns that are not aligned with the gender assigned at birth. And I'm like, can we not say the gender assigned at birth because it's not, it's not an assignment. No, it was assigned before birth. Right. Yeah, it's right. called DNA and you can also find out pre-birth too. Right. It's like, yeah. like, you know, at a certain yeah, amount of weeks, yeah. you can literally be like, that is a male or that is a female. And in the rare anomaly that you have some sort of Klinefelter's issue, then you can do genetic testing even right. in the womb and you can still find that stuff out. And so what's absolutely insane is it like, this blows my mind as but a country. But this is necessary. But this is crazy. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, but this is this is crazy. This is like a vote that gravity exists and water is white. There you go. That, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like, it's like yeah. all right, guys. Breaking news. We're gonna stop showing graphic porn to children, possibly by 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 now <laughs> taking a vote of parents to see which parents want their nine-year-olds looking at anal sex porn. <laughs> and then on top of that, we're going to tell, call boys boys and girls girls. Like you're the educators like like you are <laughs> yeah. you're in charge of you went to you got a degree for this yes yeah, like, uh -huh. this is what you got to be is, certified exactly this is this is we're a, forgiving a, your student loan debt yeah we're for forgiving this? your student loan <laughs> state we license. should charge you double <laughs> I, I, seriously if you have pronouns on your bio your your tuition goes up 100% it's it's but it's i'm saying it's yeah. just it's like it's weird as a country that the stuff that we're trying to come to an agreement with, considering the fact that we have like atom colliders, we have the nuclear you know, arsenal that we've created over 70 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have submarines that run on that nuclear power and we can't figure out if Johnny is a boy or not. Like why? Well, all of a sudden, I mean, if you believe in reality, you're an outlier. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a denial of reality. Mm -hmm. You're an extremist too. You are an extremist. Yeah. It must yeah, be fun, though. I, I got to say this. I was actually thinking about this because one of the problems I've been having recently is that when you try to run away from God, he gives you a conscience and the Holy Spirit. And so eventually you get so like miserable in your sin and your problems that like you start to be like, OK, maybe well, God it doesn't was right. Work. Yeah. Stupid doesn't work. Mm. And eventually pain kicks in and forces you to reevaluate stupid. That's what I'm saying. There's a mechanism. But I'm going, I don't know. If these, what, these, they must be godless or like just mindless. Because I'm going, 
it would be nice if some of the stupid stuff I've done, I could just be like, you know what, actually, God does sanction that, and that's actually good. And mm. in fact, you know what, not only was it good, but I should teach kids to start doing it too, mm. so that they create a pattern early on, and we destigmatize my issues. Oh, me, I got depressed after my mom died? No, actually, depression is a normal state of mind, mm. and, and we should start teaching kids that it's, you know, it's important, and the way out of that is through anal sex. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I don't even, how did, that's not the solution. Mine was exercising. Like, well, how did you come up? You're depressed, yeah. you're a teacher, you're not living the right way, you're confused sexually, you have problems. Not only are you not supposed to be passing this on to children, but not my children especially. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to add to this. Uh, we talked about this the other, the, I guess it was last week. Uh, yesterday, Judicial Watch formally filed a lawsuit on behalf of a Minneapolis taxpayer against the superintendent <laughs> of the Minneapolis Public Schools. This is uh, Minneapolis Public Schools and the Minneapolis Board of Education for violating the equal protection guarantee of the Minnesota Constitution because uh, now Min Min Minneapolis Public Schools are uh, saying, you know what, in the event that we have layoffs, we're actually going to uh, lay off the white people first and keep the minorities. <laughs> and since this, since this story may not, it's re, it really, it's so wild to me that we have to talk about this. Uh, since the story made national news, whenever it was last week, uh, the school district actually doubled down on the policy, saying wow. it is designed to remedy past discrimination and is just how one you, step in increasing diversity. How do you double down? Do we fire the white and then the off-white? Like, yeah. how do you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, where do the white the, the cream colored, you I, would, I would be white passing. They like, would call, no, you would they call be me that all the time. You would be white, they you would be off-white. They call yeah. me first white passing, go. yeah. 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 I'm, I'm next in line. I'm next in line. I'm lobster. Like, where do the animals get fired? I mean, you just, you know, we could talk about, I know our friend John Doyle would stop me if I said something like, Martin Luther King would be rolling in his grave and, you know, I'll he stop can, you, for him. you can have that moment. That's fine. But my point is he is he is held up by the left as this hero of civil rights. And he would be rolling in his grave if he heard that this is no he's a communist racism. divider. He wanted he wanted okay. systemic division in our country. In fact, he how was, about all but, of the how about I, all of the average black people who fought for well, their own well, civil rights? Yeah, that's what I was going to so say. So that we could all be equal. Yeah, let's let's just go even back in like Alabama or just some of the people in the fifties that, that were really wanted to, to to move on. But that was all set up too. But I, I, I it was it was a lot of it was planned to cause. <laughs> Let civil me have my point, please. No, I mean a lot of a lot of the racial divisions that were the the big ones were staged to create more tension to cause problems. And it's very it's sad. It's very true. You should see my new movie, Uncle Tom, UncleTom.com. Use write my name. Elijah inside. Wait. It comes out Friday. It's all about how they destroyed uh, black communities. And um, it's amazing. Like, there's so much money put in this film. On Friday, UncleTom.com. Just seriously, go check out. I helped co-produce this movie, and it's literally amazing. Premieres this Friday. Anyway, it literally is 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 a problem that this is the this is their intention. It's not enough. Yeah. Like the replacement theory, I always joke with people. Okay, the replacement theory isn't actually real. It's not just the replacement, it's the replace, divide, conquer. It's it's kill, still destroy, burn, loot, murder, BLM. Right. This is what it is. It's actually to come and to sow discord so that we can't unite and that we can't be a United States, not even a United City. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's it's sad, but I think we have a chance. We we can still fight. Yeah. Last word, Pastor. Well, it's it's seeking to displace and replace fathers with government. You yeah. create social unrest. You create poverty. You create fatherlessness. Mm -hmm. You allow civil unrest. And then the government comes in to provide goods and services and some sense of order. And at the end of the day, it literally is an entire country that's decided we don't need dads, we just need government. And government has encroached into every area that a father previously would be involved. I got five kids. 
they don't need government. They've got a dad. And mm -hmm. that, to me, is the bottom line solution. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is absolutely correct. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Home Title Lock. So, uh, you know, you first hear maybe about home title theft and you're like, that's not real. No one can, no cyber criminal can forge your name off the title of your home and take over as the new owner. Well, you would be dead wrong. Uh, the title to your home is the only document that proves that you own it and everything is stored online now. So it's readily available to a cyber criminal if they go looking for it and uh, they can forge uh, your signature and then take out loans on your home or forge your name on a document stating that they in fact are the new owner of your home. Do not wait until it's too late because you're not going to have identity theft programs that protect you. You're not going to have common banking programs that protect you. You're going to need to go to HomeTitleLock.com find out if you are a victim by entering your address is going to give you a free, no obligation home title scan. You will be able to discover if someone is already camping on your home's title. Uh, you got to go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use my promo code radio and enter your address. That is a $100 value for free. It is HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Rosen, actually one of my friends, he hosts uh, Predator Poachers over on YouTube. Definitely make sure that you find him and subscribe. Uh, he confronted recently a transgender pedophile who tried to meet up with a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a one-year-old one oh, for gosh. sex. This is in Berkeley, California. Of course. Um, he he uh, runs this group that they go undercover. They do this he has dedicated his life to, this is basically to catch a predator. Oh my gosh. But it's not Chris Hansen and MSNBC footing the bill anymore. It is this group that goes across the oh country and uh, baits suspected child predators into sting operations. Oftentimes they try to involve the police. Sometimes the police come, sometimes they don't. But uh, I want to play for you. Uh, if the setup wasn't enough, don't have young children in the room when you watch this video, but I want to play for you a clip that is now going viral of Alex confronting these uh, predators. Watch. Cameras are for your safety, okay? I got your messages here that I need to talk to you about, okay? Yeah, I do. All we want to do is have a conversation, okay? Uh, this says predator hunters in Berkeley confronted a trans individual who was going to uh, have sex with these nine, six, and one-year-olds. Oh, the adult had spoken to a decoy. Look, I, I think we both understand the implication of these messages, okay? All we want to do is just have a talk. This is to a nine, a six, and a one-year-old. When, when stuff is said like, when stuff is said the one-year-old can learn how to get touched, the one-year-old can do things that needs to be addressed. And we also have you sending child to little kids. Leave me alone. I mean... Leave me alone. Well, part of leave me alone do you not understand? Well, if... These guys come up with cameras and start harassing you, okay? That's not what happened. And, of course, in Berkeley, 
the police let the suspect leave without any charges. I wonder uh, if they just got $10,000 off their college degree, too. Yeah. I hope they did. I hope they get $20,000. I mean, the reward for being a bad person. It is mind-boggling that someone who... Did you read them? Oh, yes, I read them. And I'm not, I'm not going to get it. I want, I want to say this is as least... Or you're not showing them probably on the screen. Oh, absolutely But I'm going to say, when you read the bone-chilling movement uh -huh. of like, oh, do you have any um, siblings? And it's like, yeah, I have a one-year-old. And it's like, oh, they like to be touched too or mm -hmm. in more graphic mm -hmm. ways. And you're going... And it's like, how? And it's like, you can see the manipulation. It's like, oh, in like all places or whatever. And you're going... It's a... I, I'm for y'all to swear on your show, but you mother, like, I, this is, you deserve to die. Like, what but are you, you doing? But, but see, the, the issue is, are there any limitations to human sexual behavior? Mm. We've eradicated any notion mm. of gender. We have obliterated marriage. Mm -hmm. Polygamy's next. And then the last issue is going to be age of consent. Mm. And if you don't believe that, you deny reality. And the goal is to whatever the alphabet soup people decide the letter is for pedophilia, it's going to be LGBTQIAP. Map. And that's the mm -hmm. goal. Yeah. That is the goal. The goal is not only to eradicate gender and also marriage, but also pedophilia. That's just where we are. This is not, this is not a, a community of people that believes in any sort of restrictions or self-control, yeah. period. Yeah, I mean, to your point, again, they are trying to reframe <sighs> pedophilia as minor attracted persons. So they're just, they're, they're just the maps. They're the monkeypox maps. That's look, what I call them. I mean, you got to feel bad for them, right? Have empathy for them because they can't help it. They're just attracted to your children. Poor them. You should feel bad for them. Okay, don't st don't stigmatize don't them. Don't judge. Don't judge. Oh, did you hear don't stigmatize. Avalons? Did you see that? His, no. His, his messages? Okay, and I don't like bringing up names, but this was just one of the worst situations. And this was public a little while ago. Like he was like, "Hey, I love this phrase. Like we need to really like destigmatize um, pedophilia for non-offending pedophiles so that they can get help." And I go, "You, a non-offending pedophile? <laughs> to me, pedophilia is an act. It's it's not yeah. a sexual. It's not a, a sexual non-offending right. pedophile is a grenade with a pen pulled. Yeah, correct. That's what I'm saying. Like, and you go, and you go, you can get help. Like, if you if they go to a counselor now and they haven't committed any crime, they probably won't get reported. If they said, "Hey, I'm struggling with this," yep. if you were not non-offending, that's not illegal to have mm -hmm. bad thoughts. But you're saying we need to normalize this, and you're saying it as if it's like, oh, so people can be like, yeah, I, you know, they're like, oh, they're just attracted to children, as if that's normalized. And he's like, and he tries to make it like, oh, I got canceled for this. No, you didn't get canceled. You just had a crappy idea, and you you spoke what a lot of people think on the left now, which is this idea that pedophilia is not that bad, and that's really what they're saying. It's like, and and that's always the slippery slope, is like when they're going like, it's not really that bad is a way of saying we know the society isn't ready to embrace what we want. Mm. Here's what we want and we're trying to we're trying to groom you into destigmatizing what is evil and wrong. Some things need to stay illegal and having sex particularly what he was justifying prepubescent children Right, there's different laws, like people in different countries, like 16, 18, whatever. People can debate that, I'm not gonna debate that, I go by my, my the, the federal laws here. But these people, a one-year-old, a nine-year-old, this isn't some law about when the age of consent should be but in a see, state. What this is just, like perversion. But you just inserted binary categories. See, we had binary categories of male, female. We erased them. Now we have binary categories of adult and minor, and that's binary. And we just have walked into a world that binary is no longer acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. It's some continuum or spectrum.
And so what has happened on the gender issue will be happening to the age of consent issue. It's inevitable. It just was mind boggling to me that this I I don't don't even know. I don't know how that guy does the job. Like, I mean, just emotionally. Yeah. Oh, you've got to throw up dude. every. You'd have to throw up every day to start your work day. He, he's great. He's yeah. He's isn't he? Isn't he around here? Yeah, actually, I, I, I think we're going to try to get him on the yeah, program. Yeah, I think tomorrow. he's around here. But I also, um, I remember. I think if I read the story correctly, that the police got mad at him for misgendering the transgender mm-hmm. uh, in, in the accusations. <laughs> mm-hmm. He had to correct his pronouns. Mm-hmm. Um, the least, the least problematic thing in that guy's life. Is his gender pronoun? Well, that, and that's why yeah. I, that was going to be my point, which is like it's mind-boggling. You don't want to offend person... that guy. You don't want to offend him. You may trigger him. Yeah, by misidentifying him. It's 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 gross though, because like like I said, you know, like it's like it's like I I understand in some of these situations, like these people are sick, and I get what people are trying to make, but you know, it's just scary to me because you if you're capable of doing that. Right, you're capable of doing so many other things, and to think like in our in our country we care more about pronouns than a child's purity is what really makes me sick. And I knowing, got five kids, bro. Yeah, it's like, but I'm just saying like, and this person got caught, but then knowing this is actually happening, and how many kids? I mean, and, and the one year old thing when all kids age, but oh. you're just going. That's just, I want to kill people that do this. And I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not promoting violence, but I feel like there should be some level of a death penalty in our state, like state-sponsored. But there needs to be something left in a culture that says you're allowed to call something evil and use a category of not just a different, unique, an outlier, but evil. And as soon as you lose that, you lose the ability to have outrage toward evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Sweatblock. So uh, if you are someone who you just get really sweaty, you got the pit stains, it's very embarrassing. Uh, look, you don't have to have that happen ever again. If you use Sweatblocks, the Sweatblock wipes are applied at night and they protect you from embarrassing and uncomfortable sweat for days. It can work up to seven days. Uh, I have to tell you about my husband's journey. I told him that this is how it worked. And he was like, I don't believe you, but I'll try them. And uh, listen, I got to say, I love it when my husband tells me you were right. And he said that about the Sweatblock product. Uh, He loves it, especially here in Texas. You got to try it. You got something going on in your life that you don't want to be caught with uh, the embarrassing, sweaty. Look at this guy. Look at this guy on this picture. You don't want to be him, okay? Don't be caught with the nasty, gross, sweaty armpits. By the way, you are going to see, you have so many pores, you don't need to worry about if uh, your armpits are overactive. You're still going to get that sweat and those toxins out in all of your pores. You got to go to sweatblock.com. Use promo code NEWS. You will get 20% off. That is sweatblock.com, promo code NEWS. Beginning yesterday, Yelp began flagging both faith-based and non-faith-based crisis pregnancy centers with a consumer notice regarding the limited medical services these centers usually provide. You know, it's always funny when I hear the the term medical service being used to uh, define eliminating a human life inside the womb. That doesn't seem like the type of medical care that you would want if you went to the doctor uh, for an ailment. This says, uh, the notice reads, this is a crisis pregnancy center. Crisis pregnancy centers typically provide limited medical services and may not have licensed medical professionals on 
cite uh, the company statement from Yelp on the matter reads, it's been well reported that crisis pregnancy centers often attempt to provide misleading information to people seeking abortion care to steer them to other options. <gasps> oh no, not the other options, like actually having the human being inside of you. With this new notification, we're aiming to further protect consumers from the potential of being misled or confused. I Aren't you so glad that they are here to tell people about these evil crisis pregnancy centers helping women and children. Yeah, and I bet you their moms are really disappointed that they threw this in the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, they wouldn't be here to do stupid things. No, they isn't yeah. it interesting? They would not, actually. <sighs> it's it's uh, misleading, if anyone, if Elijah, misleading a, information. If anyone needs a good OBGYN in the DFW area that doesn't do abortions, you can always shoot me an email. I'd love to help give her business um, at her private practice. But I'm going to tell you, it's absolutely insane that the, the word abortion care. Yeah, um, that's like uh, loving murder. Yeah, well, just just say, <laughs> like, look, dude, I understand. We have some we have some inhumane things throughout history. You know, like uh, the gladiator battles, you know, isn't care for the slaves. It's not slave care. It's it's maybe you can get some honor through it, but this is neither honor, and it still ends in murder. And it's like, I do not understand. Uh, was it Seth Dillon that said, it's not potential life, but it's life with potential mm. inside the womb? I think that's mm -hmm. what he said on Joe Rogan. I thought that was powerful, of like, we don't, we just... We have to choose where we value life. And this is why our country's so messed up, I think. Everyone's like, it's prayer out of the schools. Yeah, maybe. Oh, it's the gay marriage. Maybe. Those are probably like downstream symptoms. The moment that you no longer acknowledge life as life, you have a callousness in the heart. And if you can't decide when life begins, then you don't care about when life ends. And if the life doesn't matter when it ends, then the middle passage through it, it's like China where you see people getting ran over and people just look at them and watch them or in black communities, lower income to this day, somebody getting knocked out the other day and everyone just stares or in a big city like New York even, someone getting you know jumped and people are just so calloused in these, these areas regardless of race or gender. It's like that's a, that's a result and a symptom of not living in our design and not understanding the value of humanity, right? It's just... It's like, that's why communists are like that, because they don't believe in God, they don't believe in the value of the individual life. Why Russia sacrificed 25 million troops or more in, in World War II, they don't value the life of the individual. And it's like, when our country gave that up, we lost a lot of, a lot of the merit, and I, I think a lot, of, a lot of God's favor, too. I think he gave us over to our own devices. It's just incredible to me that they keep using the term. I mean, we heard Elizabeth Warren screeching about this not that long ago, uh, that they keep using the term misleading information. They're, Elizabeth Warren, in her case, she said they're, they're tricking women. They're tricking women into going to these crisis pregnancy centers. Like, what do you mean they're yeah, tricking here's them? Here's an ultrasound. There's a baby. <laughs> what would you like to do? Right. Here, yeah. Here is what is actually inside you. Turns out, not just a clump of cells. Yep. Actually has a heartbeat. Uh, here is what happens in abortion. You got plan A or B. What would you like to do? Right. Some would say that that is actually informing the that patient. That is not misinformation. Much more than abortion centers. Yeah, it's... I, I also when, when, does, when does Yelp get to go yeah. into a business and ask, are they being honest? Like, have you ever seen honest advertising? Like, have you ever seen right. a, like, a menu at a restaurant? Are the calories the same as, as, as less? I mean, it, it's just weird when an app decides what is true and false, and they're now into the realm of morality. So they, but that's what they all do. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so crazy is these tech people export their pseudo-liberalism that works for these you know, college-educated people that have the H-1B visas or whatever world they live in. But 
it's what it is, is that's the point, is that they've decided what they want you to consume, right? Or how they want totally. you to live. It's like with YouTube, well, we're not going to give you what you would want. We're going to create an algorithm that gives you what we want you to see. And that's then they go, well, where does it stop? It's like them with voting. We're not going to make voting the way that you want it. We're going to mail it to your house. We're going to make it as, as, as unsafe, as insecure as possible, and as lazy where it can be manipulated and problems can happen. It's like not what, the, the, what helps a democracy or what we want. It's always just what they can do to create the path for us. I think it's from the devil because the insane amount that an app is trying to get you to, to have an abortion. Can I just ask, besides the satanic reference or perhaps justification, because I think communism is satanic, why, why do these people want everyone to get abortions? Like, I don't, I don't, where is that, like, coming from? Not the safe, legal, and rare argument of, like, there might the be Clinton's, a situation. That was a Clinton argument. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. I, just, I don't get it. I, so I want to, I want to throw one more uh, topic in here when Go we're ahead. talking about the, well, when we're talking about the abortion issue. But uh, let's take a quick break, and then I'm going to play a video for you guys. We'll see you. <laughs> Speaking at Allen Temple AME Church in Woodstock, Georgia, Stacey Abrams says, listen, she was trained to read and understand the Bible. I'd love to get your take on this, Pastor, after this, this clip, but the decision mm. to eliminate abortion is only grounded in cruelty and meanness. Watch. We live in a state that right now has decided to take cruelty to a new level. I am the daughter of two pastors. I have a strong moral core. I was trained to read and understand the Bible, and I will tell you this. There is nothing about the decision to eliminate access to abortion care that is grounded in anything other than cruelty and meanness and danger in the state of Georgia. Nothing. Pastor, would you like to weigh in? I threw up in my mouth. Let me recover. Um, I've been preaching through books of the Bible for 26 years. And I would say that her odds of coming to good biblical conclusions are about the same odds as me getting pregnant. And if she wants to do a Bible study, she should start with lying. That would be a great place to start. That would be a really great place to start, Elijah. That's insanity yeah. in church. Yeah, I was going to say her, her exegesis and her theology is about as successful as her last gubernatorial campaign. It's, it's, uh, she misses the mark on a lot, except when it comes to obesity. She's doing that well. Okay. Well, with that being said, uh, Elijah, tell everyone about your movie. We've got yeah. 20 seconds. Uncle Tom here. 2, uncletom.com, U-N-C-L-E-T-O-M.com. Write my name, Elijah, 30% off. Get it, check it out. It'll red fill you. And then, Pastor, tell everyone where they can find you. we got realfaith.com, free Bible teaching. You get what you pay for. <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys for being here. We'll see you all tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.